the latest on Brady and Gronk retirement rumors, Belichick's grip on the Patriots, and more straight ahead on Patriot Ways. Welcome to Patriot Ways. It's the first episode ever of our all-new team-centric show all about the Patriots here on Facebook Live. We're broadcasting from the 24-7 Sports headquarters here in Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm your host, Kevin Boylard. In a minute, we'll be joined by our New England Patriots on 24-7 Sports reporter, Tyler Sullivan. Can't wait to have him in here in just one minute. What we're going to be talking about today, the schedule came out. Yesterday, we're going to be getting the latest reaction from Tyler on the games that pop out to him. Maybe some rough patches for the Patriots. Stay tuned for that. Brady and Gronk and their respective retirement rumors. Belichick's grip on the Patriots. Is it slipping at all? And also, QB options in the draft. Will they trade up? That's what we're asking you in the poll. For some more on that, what do you say we welcome in Tyler Sullivan of the New England Patriots on 24-7 Sports. There he is, Tyler. How's it going? What's going on, Kev? How you doing, man? I'm doing just fine. Glad to have you here on Patriot Ways, the very first episode. All right, so I just teased that poll a little bit. I know you guys have already got it started in the voting. Should the Patriots trade up for a QB in this year's draft? Before I tell you what's going on, Tyler, give me your thoughts. Where are the fans going to stand on this one? I think the fans are going to want something a little bit flashy. I mean, I mean, most of them are going to say, all right, let's trade up. Let's let's go for it. And then there'll be some practical fans will say, no, no, no. The Patriots, they have a history of finding guys in the second, third round, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, and let's address more pressing needs with those two first round picks at 23 and 31, you know, offensive tackle or linebacker. So there's going to be a little bit of a mix, but if I had to go one way, I think a lot of fans will want to go uncharacteristically and go with a splash and go up there and try to get one of those top five quarterbacks. Well, you're right, but only barely so far. Right. right now, we got a neck and neck poll. 43 fans say that the Patriots should trade up for a quarterback. 41 now say no. And some people are switching their vote because now it's 42 to 41. If you want to vote in this poll, hit that heart button if you think that the Patriots should trade up for a quarterback. And if you think, no, let's stay put and see what comes our way, hit that angry face. Okay. So let's move on to some stuff. Big news that came out yesterday across the entire NFL. Schedules were released. The Patriots got their first look at their 2018 regular season slate. And I think it looks pretty good for them, but let's get Tyler's thoughts. In week one, it opens up against the Houston Texans at home. Sunday, September 9th, they've got five primetime games. What are your first impressions and when will the Patriots hit their toughest stretch? Well, it's no sleep till Nashville, like you said. I mean, a bunch of those primetime games early in the year. And really, it does get easier towards the tail end. I mean, they see the Titans in Week 10. They go down to Nashville. It's a 1 o'clock game. And then basically the rest of the way, you get, I think, a couple of 425 starts Eastern time and the rest 1 o'clock Eastern times. The couple of uh, things that I'm looking at in terms of their schedule, and you referenced it out of the gate, there's a little bit of a, of, of a tough swing there. I mean, the Houston Texans, I've been on them for a while, back when they drafted uh, Deshaun Watson. And I said, listen, if he becomes Dak Prescott 2.0, the Texans are going to be a problem in the AFC. And it turns out he was um, arguably better 
than Dak Prescott in his rookie year when he was out there, and they were a legitimate threat. They took the Patriots to the brink when they took them when they faced them last year. It was a Tom Brady touchdown pass, Tom Brady being Tom Brady, that ultimately led them to win. But it was a good contest, and that was early in his career. He obviously suffered the torn ACL, but I think if he's healthy, that's a tough game right out of the shoot that could immediately have playoff implications. Could that be seeding? In week one, we're talking about in the AFC. That's some stuff to look at. And then those next two games, you have the rematch of the AFC Championship game against the Jaguars down in Jacksonville. And then you have a reunion, one of the few, many reunions of that season against Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. That right there out of the gate is going to be pretty tough. And then quickly, they didn't get a lot of favors thrown their way in terms of their matchup with Aaron Rodgers coming up later in the season on Sunday Night Football. Before that game, they have a two-game road trip, and before that game, they have a Monday night football matchup with the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, which is always difficult for the Patriots. So you have to get ready for Aaron Rodgers on a short week. That's difficult. That is not easy. So the Patriots, yeah, overall, you know, they get lucky when they face the AFC East in general, but it's a tough matchup in these certain stretches here for the Patriots in 2018. Get your predictions for the Patriots season in the comments section below. We're going to try to read as many as we can. But right now I want to get Tyler's prediction. The Patriots have won 10-plus games 15 seasons in a row now. It's kind of become regular. But can you tell us what you think? Is it another 10-plus season on the way? What's your final prediction, I guess you could say? Yeah, and that this is all predicating on a certain quarterback and a certain tight end coming back. But if that is the case, I like the Patriots to go 13-3. and three, Another standard Patriot season there contending for you know one of the top two seeds in the AFC. A couple of the games that I think are going to be pretty difficult are against the Kansas City Chiefs in week six there. And, and again, I know it's different because they have Patrick Mahomes. But I think that might actually make them a little bit more dangerous because Alex Smith, as we know, is somewhat of a limited quarterback. If Patrick Mahomes turns out to be legit, that game gets even more difficult. Patriots historically have struggled against the Chiefs. I think their game against the Vikings at home, historically, they play very well at home. But the Vikings, I think this could be a Super Bowl preview between these two teams. Kirk Cousins, obviously, the new quarterback with the Vikings, that's going to be a really tough game that I could see them losing. And then the other one is that rematch against the Steelers. Same week, same place as last season. I see the Patriots falling to the Steelers in this one, but ultimately I, I don't think it's going to be that much of an impact. I do think the Steelers take a step back next year, particularly because other teams are going to rise up, whether it's Jacksonville again or if it's Houston. I think that those teams kind of come up in the AFC. So maybe it doesn't have that much of an impact in terms of seeding, but I do think the Patriots lose that one. I think Steelers will probably be a little bit more passionate in this one, and the Patriots may not take it as seriously because it won't have playoff implications like it did last year. Fred in the comments says 12-4, and four. Darius says 14-2, and two. and Jimmy says 16-0. and oh. Everyone is saying Patriots Super Bowl so far, and that is no surprise considering that's kind of been the norm under the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady era. So let's jump into that conversation. You alluded to it earlier. We want to talk about Brady and Rob Gronkowski and their respective situations. Brady hasn't confirmed that he'll play in 2018, publicly at least, and Rob Gronkowski has been flirting with retirement rumors all offseason. Both players are not in attendance for early Patriots offseason workouts. What's the latest on these two? Is there any chance Brady or Gronk actually retires? And are these rumors rooted in the respective contract situations? 
I think they are, but in different ways. Like, I don't think that Tom Brady, I mean, it was reported that he would be open to a new contract. And, and usually this is the time when Brady does, when he has two more years left on his deal. Historically, outside of 2008, when he tore his ACL, he gets a new contract. He gets a new extension. They work out the deal. They usually give the Patriots a little bit more cap room. And they're able to kind of do other things. Hasn't happened so far. Robert Kraft was asked about it. He didn't seem all too worried about it. And I don't necessarily think it has to do with money. And, and obviously, Brady, he, he's made his money. He's perfectly fine. Giselle makes more of the money than him. He's basically a trophy husband. So, I mean, he, he is perfectly fine in terms of the money department. To me, I think his contract situation might have something to do with Alex Guerrero, his trainer, the guy that we've all talked about on this platform a ton. Kind of a controversial figure. He got his access to the team stripped last season by Bill Belichick. I wouldn't be surprised if he may want some language in that contract to say, hey, listen, I want my trainer around all the time. I don't want to have to, like we saw in Tom Burr's time, have to go up in a suite and get a massage and, and get worked on. I want it to be in the comforts of the locker room and not have to worry about that. So that's where I think Tom Brady's maybe contract frustrations come from or one of the things that he wishes for. For Rob Gronkowski, if he retires and it's for health reasons, I really don't fault him. I mean, the dude's had three back surgeries. And so, again, if you get one more, you're talking about a scary situation. But for me, I don't think it's a health situation. I think he simply wants more money. And to me, I think the Patriots ultimately end up giving it to him. I mean, you look at last season, and it was in training camp when he got that extension or that reworked deal by the Patriots that with all of those incentives, I think it was around $5.5 million he could make. And that would be the highest paid tight end in the NFL or one of the highest paid tight ends in the NFL. I think that maybe they rework Brady's deal. That clears up some money, and after the draft, they get some guys worked out, and then Rob Gronkowski gets his money and comes back. And, and ultimately, I think these guys were coming back regardless. I mean, Brady, he is running a passing camp with a bunch of his players. Rob Gronkowski said to be going. If you judge it by those actions, it looks like they're preparing to play. Jennifer in the comments says, I think we got one more year out of Brady. I'll say at least one more year. He's going into his 19th NFL season. He's been with the Patriots since the turn of the century. We caught glimpses of what it would look like after Brady. For example, in 2008, when he missed the entire season with a torn ACL, or in 2012, when he missed four games due to a suspension. But what do the Patriots really look like without Tom Brady? I mean, right now it's Brian Hoyer. It's a, you know, yeah, you, you can always point to the Matt Castle year and say, okay, this team will still contend as long as they have Bill Belichick, as long as, you know, everything's still going according to his plan, the do-your-job Patriot way plan. Let's not discredit Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, like, you can compare it to other, other greats of all time. The Chicago Bulls, they haven't really, never really kind of come back down from when they lost Michael Jordan, when LeBron left. Cleveland they were a terrible terrible team and so it, there is a, an impact there and certainly right now if you're the Patriots and you lose Tom Brady let's say he wakes up tomorrow and retires you're in a pretty bad spot because you don't have any succession plan obviously you're going to go into the draft and try to find a quarterback at some point but you're really going to rely on Brian Hoyer to be your guy and to compete in the AFC I still think there'd be a competitive football team they have a Super Bowl roster that can contend at least for a playoff spot but without Tom Brady, this team is lost. And with no succession plan because of the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, you're looking at some dark times in Foxborough if Tom Brady decides to walk away, let's say this year or even in a couple years. Yeah, it's really hard to imagine what the Patriots would be like without Tom Brady. And losing Gronk would be just as devastating. I see in the comments right now Annette and Ivania 
among many others, giving Gronk love and saying, please come back, Gronk. It's still early in the offseason, and these aren't official holdouts. They haven't missed anything mandatory just yet. So how should Patriots fans feel about two of their biggest stars missing these workouts? I think that it's, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's, it's no cause for concern. This is a voluntary thing. Who cares? You know, Brady's missed it before. He's missed it in, I think, 2008, 2009, 2010, I think that three-year window. And Rob Gronkowski, you know, he, he's kind of been treated with kid gloves a little bit during this offseason period in training camp and the preseason. You know, they typically take it slow because of his injury history. I don't really go crazy about it. Like, I'm not, like, you know, running around with my, my head cut off saying, oh, my God, they're going to leave. But at the same time, I do think it's noteworthy. I do think that these guys are making a statement. These two have been around many reports this offseason that say they're not happy. And so all of a sudden, when they don't show up the day that they can show up, and they typically do, it's a little little concerning there. I would be mildly concerned. That That's kind of where I would go. I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eye on it if you're the Patriots. Let us know how you guys feel in the comments section. You're watching Patriot Ways. I'm your host, Kevin Boylard. He's Tyler Sullivan, our New England Patriots on 24-7 Sports Extra expert. He's extra, too, but he's mostly our extra expert. Extra special. Yeah. So we're talking about Brady, Belichick, Rob Gronkowski, the big storylines here. And I want to talk about Belichick in a little bit more depth because he's got an interesting situation going on and it relates to this Brady and Gronk retirement rumor deal. So they seem to be doing their own thing and you know Belichick apparently has some issues with how this is all going down or at least that's how we've seen it reported. You know does Belichick still have full control of what his Patriots do? I don't think he has full control anymore and I think that that was apparent. When all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded and it didn't feel like that was a Bill Belichick decision. I mean, we've seen this over the course of, you know, Belichick's tenure. He's been ruthless with guys, whether it be Logan Mankins. I mean, you go down the list, Richard Seymour, he gets rid of these guys typically a year early. And Belichick, I mean, listen, Tom Brady's a special case, but at the same time, by nature, his very nature of a coach, Belichick is probably looking at it saying, listen, this dude is, and I'm talking about Brady, is 40 years old. Yes, he's playing at an MVP level, but at the same time, do I want three more years of Brady or you know two more years of Brady? Or if I really like Garoppolo, which I do think he really liked Garoppolo, do I want 10 years of Garoppolo? For the better of the football team, for what's right for the football team is what he always preaches, Garoppolo's the choice there. And I ultimately don't think that was his call. I think Robert Kraft told him that, listen, we're not letting Tom Brady play in another uniform. So I do think that's a perfect example of him not having total control of the football team. But on a day-to-day -day basis, in terms of the players under him, I still think that he has a thumb on most of these players. I do think that he still goes around the, lo the locker room and people kind of stand up straight and get a little nervous. So he does have that, that control there in that aspect. You mentioned earlier off the air when we were talking about how this could lead to some sort of trickle-down effect, how the younger players watch the stars like Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady kind of doing their own thing, building their own brands. Does this at all, in your mind, jeopardize the Patriot way? Well, yeah, I think that that's one of the big points of contention. And basically what I said was Belichick hasn't changed. I mean, like, this dude has been the same guy since he was fired from Cleveland when he was with the, with the Giants back in the day. I mean, he's been Bill Belichick. He hasn't changed 
really whatsoever. I mean, he's got a new dog now that wears a hoodie. But, like, <laughs> other than that, like, I mean, that's a little weird. But other than that, football-wise, he's been the exact same. The two guys that I feel like have changed, at least in the last, like, five years or so, are Brady and Gronk. I feel like they've been a little bit more brand-centric. I mean, you've seen TB12 is everywhere. He's, he's, he's writing a book. He's got the cookbook. He's got the Tom vs. Time. Like, and that was predicated a lot on TB12 and the, and the fitness and the centers and all of that. And Rob Gronkowski's got Gronk, and he's on WWE, and he's doing all that stuff. Very brand-centric. And I do think Belichick kind of sees that as them above the team, like that type of thing, which is completely opposite of what he preaches. So I do think that that's a little bit of where the point of contention is. And that kind of goes back to Alex Guerrero, where they want this guy because he helps the brand and all of that. Yeah, you actually wrote an awesome article today about the role Kraft needs to play in this as I guess a mediator between Belichick and Brady so it doesn't bring the whole dynasty to crumbles and they can go out with a happy ending. Can you kind of summarize what you were talking about there and what you'd like to see Kraft do? Yeah, I, basically you said, you know, this Patriots dynasty has been awesome. And right now in the, the grand scheme of things, we're in like the last 15 minutes of the eventual ESPN 30 for 30 that's going to just be all about these guys and how awesome this this dynasty has been. And we don't really know how those last 15 minutes are going to play out right now. We're at a very critical point here where it feels like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are at each other's throats. And this thing could crumble a la Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, way back in the heyday of their days. You know, with the even with the New York Giants, the Jets, and obviously the Patriots as well. Just really, really messy there for the Patriots. And, and Robert Kraft needs to come in here. And really play, like you said, the mediator, similar to like he did back in the lockout between the players and the owners. I mean, he is one of those guys that brings people together. And there was a report from Seth Wickersham of ESPN. He was on doing a radio interview this week talking about a little bit of inconsistencies with Robert Kraft, where he recognized that Alex Guerrero, I keep referencing him, Tom Brady's trainer, business partner with TB12, was a problem. He was kind of almost had too much access to the team, and he was kind of dividing, you know, who's seeing who, who's seeing Alex, who's seeing the the Patriots training staff, and he recognized it was a problem, but then he's flying on his private jet with him to the Super Bowl, and it's a little bit of inconsistency. So what Robert Kraft needs to do is not try to appease both sides by keeping Guerrero away and you know really kind of shuttling him around so Tom Brady's happy. He needs to lock those guys in a room, really hash it out. He said they had a meeting, and there's been this infamous meeting that's supposed to have gone on. They said they had it. And that was back in you know March, end of March, when he said it happened. So it doesn't feel like anything's changed. Like it doesn't feel like things are all hunky dory now. They need to get down there, get down to brass tacks, and really try to hammer this thing out. And that starts with Robert Kraft. In the comments section, Eric is saying Belichick over Brady any day. I don't think a lot of Patriots fans agree with you, Eric. But those who do will like this next segment because we're talking about quarterback options for the future. Brady will be 41 before this upcoming season begins, and some want an aggressive approach to finding his successor. Which QBs are worth a trade up, and which picks should the Patriots be targeting for a potential trade? Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, if they decide to go up and they decide to make this splash. And it's been reported, like, you know, there was always the mock draft trades and all of that. And you say, okay, well, well, we'll see if that actually happens. There's legitimate reports that they may get up there into that top 10. And so a couple of teams that I'm keeping an eye on, if they want to package 23 and, and 31 or in one of their two seconds, I'm looking at the Oakland Raiders at number 10. They're set at quarterback. Really, that whole back end of the first top 10 are set at quarterback. 
I'm looking at the Raiders at number 10, and I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers at number 9. Those two teams are set at the quarterback spot. Derek Carr's young. Obviously, we know Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, he's all set in the Bay Area. And do the Patriots all of a sudden see a guy like Josh Rosen, who they've reportedly been linked to a couple of times now, do they go up and see him start falling and call up San Francisco and say, hey, listen, we did you a solid. We gave you a second-round pick, or you gave us a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Here, take take that second-round pick back, take number 31 or number 23, and let us go up there and grab that guy. And does that happen? We'll we'll have to kind of see. Maybe they kind of do them a solid there. But that's something that you kind of keep an eye on. And then if they want to do even something more crazy, they could go up to 10 or go up to 9. And then if they really want to get aggressive, take one of those picks and then keep going and go to number 5 to the Denver Broncos where they reportedly have that trade, uh, that pick open for business. Let me know what you guys think in the comments section. Should the Patriots trade up for a QB in this year's draft? It looks like the fans have flipped on us since we last discussed the poll because right now 90 voters say no, 80 say yes, they should trade up for a quarterback. Trading up to a quarterback for a quarterback just sounds weird to me when you're talking about the Patriots because you consider They drafted Jacoby Brissett two years ago in the third round, who became the starter for the Colts last year. Uh, In 2014, they got Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round, and their starter now, Tom Brady, was a former sixth-round pick. So why should the Patriots even be talking about trading up? Well, I do think that it's interesting. And like you said, I mean, they typically, and they've been aggressive. They've always been aggressive going after quarterbacks, even with Tom Brady. I mean, we talk about Jacoby Brissett being picked, but like they've gone after Ryan Mallett, Kevin O'Connell. Those those two guys are third round picks. I know like they're not great. They're not good, but they were able to spend serious draft capital on those guys. And so here's why I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Patriots don't draft up and they don't go up in that top of that draft and go after some guys. Because they have to. They're in desperation mode right now. Because, you know, Tom Brady, he was showing slippage a little bit before the 2014 season. His numbers were going down in each of, the, I think, those last four seasons before they made the Jimmy Garoppolo selection. And it just so happened when he got some competition, his numbers went up. So, But when the Patriots saw his numbers start to go down, they reacted. And they reacted high. They drafted a second-round guy in Jimmy Garoppolo. And now... You're fast-forwarding years later. Your quarterback's going to be, like you said, 41 years old, and he's already kind of alluded that he may not play till 45, like he said, for many, many years. He's not committed even to this year, reportedly. So this is where the Patriots get desperate, and I think this is the reason why you can't rule them out for packaging. Maybe all four of their two first-rounders and their two seconds to go up there maybe at number five or maybe at nine or maybe at 10 and go after Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, or one of those heavy hitters because they're feeling the heat from Tom Brady. And if they do that, I think that speaks volumes to Tom Brady's future. If they actually go up and go get a guy like that, a day one quarterback that's ready to go theoretically day one, and that's where they go in those first 10 picks, that speaks volumes to Tom Brady and his longevity. That would make it seem like to me 2018 might be it for number 12. Please continue to vote in that poll, guys, and let us know in the comments section. But right now, we need you to do one more thing. We want you to call in to the show and ask Tyler anything, whatever's on your mind, whether it has to do with the stuff we've already talked about or other stuff we haven't covered. Whatever is on your mind, please give us a buzz. The number is 615-422-5240. If you give us a call, we'll patch it through. 
We'll let uh, you talk directly to Tyler and then he'll answer your questions. So please give us a call. In the meantime, I'm going to be jumping into the comment section to see what the fans are talking about. And one name that I keep seeing pop up that we haven't talked much about, if at all, I don't think his name has come up at all, is Julian Edelman. He's coming back from a season in which he missed the entire year with a torn ACL. What's the outlook for him and the latest, quickly, while we're waiting for the phone to ring? Yep, yep, Julian Edelman, he's been working. I mean, listen, you're talking about a guy who is a trusted weapon for Tom Brady. His health is imperative for the 2018 season after you lose Danny Amendola. I mean, Danny Amendola was great in his absence, but Julian Edelman's the guy for Tom Brady. So if he's healthy going into this season, especially with a depleted receiving core and a questionable Gronk, like you need Julian Edelman to be healthy. And I think that he ultimately will be. I mean, there was a report for me in Rappaport the day of the Super Bowl that if the Patriots were eligible to bring a guy off of IR, that he would play. I mean, he wouldn't be 100%, but he was willing to play in that game, reportedly, according to the NFL Network. So that would bode well for when they face off against the Houston Texans in September. Again, that number is 615-422-5240. If you've got a question for Tyler and you're not getting noticed in the comment section, I'm sorry, I try to get everyone, but there's so many. The best way to get our attention and get the question directly to Tyler would be to call in right now. So do it, 615-422-5240. Another comment in the comment section, Fred says that the Patriots are an 8-8 eight and eight team with Brian Hoyer, Hoyer at quarterback. What are your thoughts? Do you think they can make it to 8-8 eight and eight with Hoyer? I think you know. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Like, is that is that an accomplishment? Like, I, I think that might be. Like, I'm not like you, we we think oh eight and eight that's terrible. But like, I don't know. You lose the greatest quarterback of all time. Where I think they're a thirteen and three team with them. Like, is that much of a difference? Yeah, that sounds about right. Like an eight and eight team. I still think that they could compete for the division. Like I, you know, the AFC East is still up in the up in the air for me. Especially if Bill Belichick's the guy like leading everybody. So yeah, no, I think that that's uh, certainly possible. I think that that's kind of right. Is it nine and seven, eight and eight? Like that's, that's kind of right there for him. Mm -hmm. And we still have a few more minutes with Tyler before we have to say goodbye. So if you do have a question for him and you want to talk to him, please give us a buzz. Again, that number 615-422-5240. Jumping into the comment section again here for more. Peter Thomas says, Belichick was nowhere with Bledsoe. We talked a little bit before we went live about Drew Bledsoe. Was Belichick lucky to get Brady? Would he have been able to match this success with Drew Bledsoe? He might have been. Like, I mean, listen, you know, everybody, you know, you can play this game whatever you want. And obviously a lot of people who don't like the Patriots, they'll say, oh, it's, you know, it's all Brady or it's all Belichick, you know, whoever they don't like that day. And so for me, I think that, yeah, you, you kind of needed both of them for this for this crazy run. I mean, we've never seen this before in the NFL, this crazy sustained success for like two decades. So you needed both of them. It's not like, I mean, you look at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, who the Patriots will see this year. He's been great. He's won a Super Bowl, but like, he doesn't have a great head coach. Like he, you know, and if he did, how many could he win? So there is a little bit of part of that. So Belichick has proven to be an all-time coach. He really came into his own with Tom Brady and obviously in that era. But he was kind of just getting going when they drafted Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe went down. And they had a roster that was pretty legit. I mean, those early, early years with the Patriots, it wasn't all Brady. It really wasn't until, like, I don't know, 2004 and 2005 and obviously in 2007 when Brady really became this this unbelievable passer. He was obviously showed flashes, but other than that, it was a lot of defense. Teddy Bruschi, Rodney Harrison, Willie McGinnis, like they had those pieces in place and obviously Drew Bledsoe, a good quarterback. Tyler, we got a call here, so let's answer it. 
All right, you're on the air. You're on Patriot Ways with Kevin Boyler and Tyler Sullivan. What's your name and what's your question for Tyler? Hey, my name is Joe. I'm from New England. And my question is, is do you think that um, the rumor up here in New England is that Belichick was mad because Kraft said that everybody, anybody could be traded but Brady, and he wanted, Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo, and he kept Butler out as a spite move to Kraft and getting rid of uh, McDaniels to the Colts was the ultimate FU to uh, Kraft. Do you agree? What do you think, Tyler? Was Malcolm Butler benching? Was that all part of the Brady non-trade, Garoppolo trade? Was this all connected? I don't know if the, the, the Butler thing was connected to, obviously, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. But I do think that there's a little bit of, you know, um, you know, is Brady pissed off that all of a sudden one of his better corners was not there for his chance to win a Super Bowl? I mean, Brady's legacy was very directly impacted by that decision. I mean, they, you know, I don't know if Butler being in there automatically wins them the Super Bowl, but, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt. And if all of a sudden it comes down to one of those plays... Yeah, that's a sixth championship for Tom Brady. So, yeah, that's directly impacted. I think that's like a secondary thing, a second-tier thing. But I do think that, you know, obviously there was a strained relationship. He was kind of referencing it earlier between Kraft and Belichick because of the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. I mean, think back in the day when when he kind of said peace to the New York Jets. He didn't want Bill Parcells to have his thumbs all over everything. And really, Kraft was like this even with Parcells. Remember the famous, uh, if you want to cook the meal, you better shop for the groceries line that Parcells had back in the day. And that rings true. Like, Belichick doesn't want to have to cook the meal without having to deal with the the shop for the groceries. It's the same type of thing. So, yeah, I think that this is all part of that. It's a lot of different things. But I think the two main pillars between the rifts are, you know, with Belichick and Brady, I think it has to do with Alex Guerrero, the trainer, because it directly impacts Brady's brand and the team and, and all of that. I think that's where it really comes into focus. I think you're right, and I wish we had more time for the phone lines, but I think that'll do it for them. We'll try to make more time and work on getting more phone calls in the future uh, for future episodes of Patriot Ways. Let's get Tyler's last thoughts on the poll. Should the Patriots trade up for a QB? The number we have right now, 88 say yes, 94 say no. Tyler, where do you stand? I think the Patriots should trade up and go after a quarterback, whether it's at number nine, whether it's at number 10 or number five with the Denver Broncos. I do think it behooves the Patriots to go after a quarterback simply because we really don't know what Tom Brady's future is going to hold now. I mean, at the end of Tom Burr's time, I mean, it's crazy. Think about this. Tom Brady at the beginning of Tom Burr's time. He's talking about how he's going to give up his life. And that's the only way that you can beat me is if you give up your life just like I am. And then what, like seven episodes later, he's like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with my kids and you know, I'm going to you know, really kind of take a break this offseason. It's like, wait, what? No, 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 no. You've been saying 45, right? You're, gonna play, you're 41. You're going to play till 45. You got five more years, four more years. No, no, no. It doesn't seem like that anymore. It seems like he's coming off of it a little bit. And this riff with Belichick Seems like it's real. It doesn't feel like it's going away. So I think the Patriots need to go up and go after one of these top quarterbacks who are more day one ready. Back in the day, you could let Jimmy Garoppolo develop for three, four years before he was a sustainable starter in the NFL. Now, 
you might not be able to go after Luke Falk or Kyle Lillette or even Mason Rudolph, these guys who may need a couple of years or maybe even three years under a quarterback and under a system. You may need to go after a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Rosen high in this draft because they're more ready-made to start in 2019 because you don't know how long Brady's going to last. All right, Tyler said it. Go make the move, Patriots. Trade up and go get that Brady successor. Is he in this draft? It remains to be seen. By the way, Tyler Sullivan, he's amazing. Always got a great take on everything Patriots. Love doing the show with him. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of Patriot Ways. But he's a very busy man, and it's the, almost the weekend. I get it's Friday afternoon. It counts as the weekend right now. So oh, yeah. we're we're going to let him go and uh, let him get into his weekend festivities. So, Tyler, we'll catch you later, my man. We're going to close out the show. Have a good one, guys. All right. See you later, Tyler. Make sure you're following Tyler on Twitter, at Tyler Sully. He's a great follow as well, very clever, and uh, always has the best Patriots news and the latest news. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at 247KevinBoylard. Find me on Facebook as well. Send me a DM, whatever it is. You want to chat NFL? I'm there. I'm your guy. Also, make sure you're giving Tyler some love on the Patriots Facebook page. Make sure you're sharing the posts, liking the posts, and doing everything you can to uh, make sure that awesome content is just flowing into everyone's feeds because everyone has to know about the Patriots draft plans. It's less than a week away, so make sure you're getting the word out there and helping Tyler reach a larger audience. All right, that was the first episode of Patriot Ways. I really hope you enjoyed it. For Tyler Sullivan, A.A. Ron, and Mike the Producer here in studio, I'm Kevin Boylard. Make sure you're keeping it locked to 24-7 Sports. We're talking your team all the time.